0: Ladies and gentlemen, as a production of River City Media, we now present the three most
1: dangerous men in the Metro Nashville area victory formation with Philip Dye and Arden Scroggins and
0: Jeff Miller. Take it away, guys. Well, we don't live in Metro Nashville area, but thanks for the introduction, Randall. Well, you know, for me, you all live in Nashville. Well, to me, you live in Chattanooga, so I'm not sure what the point is. But anyway, we'll go from here. All right, I'm in here today with Geoff Miller and Arden Scroggins. Guys, another wild, wild Saturday. And things just keep getting crazier, other than the number one spot. Well, we told them
1: it was coming, we told them that these weeks were coming, and here it is.
0: And yes, here it is. Arden, why don't you
2: take us away, man? Let's talk about some college football today. Sounds good to me. First game we're going to start off with is all them Bearcat fans are mad, saying they're disrespected being undefeated and struggle to beat Tulsa and get lucky there. At the end, that Tulsa can't put it in and take, take them off the undefeated streak. Uh Alf, I'll start with you. What's your deal on the Bearcats? They did have a big win against Notre Dame, but... Have been struggling with wins lately. Uh,
1: this is just too many weeks in a row um, that they struggle with teams they should have beat. Uh, Tulsa came into this game uh, three and five. They're they they're a losing record uh, team right now. Um, they are still a losing record team, being three and six. Uh, but Cincinnati's just struggled too much. Um, they were outplayed start to finish by Tulsa uh, yesterday. And, um, it's just, they they, they don't they don't have the ability to, to keep winning these games in the fashion they should. Uh, I think the committee's going to take that note, and you're going to see Cincinnati fall, fall down the, uh, the list uh, as of today. Phil, what's your opinion, sir?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little bit with him. Uh, their best one of the years against Notre Dame, that was a good win considering Notre Dame still only lost one game. But you look at that, who's Notre Dame played this year? So they just don't look good. And for their fans to be mad, well, wham wang, I don't care. They shouldn't be in now. I thought they should. I would give them the benefit of the doubt. But right now, I would not have Cincinnati in. Although being undefeated now with everything that happened, it might not surprise me if they jumped to the top
1: four. And and their fan their fans should be mad. They they should be absolutely outrageous at at, at everything that they're not, which is the team and the coaching. That's the problem right now. It's not getting done, and they shouldn't be mad at anybody else but that team. Well, there's
0: several fan bases around that should be mad, and I'm sure we're about to get to
2: some of those. I think you're right. Well, here we go. The next one, you talk about undefeated teams going down. Purdue puts a whipping on Michigan State. Phil, go ahead and start us off there. Well, you know me.
0: I haven't been on that Michigan State bandwagon all year like you have. I was more on the Michigan side, but when they made that comeback, I'm like, okay, give them a little benefit of the doubt. But then I saw what was up next. Purdue, man, that's just a trap game. I think a lot of people saw it coming. I know Geoff and I talked about it, and they've knocked off two number two teams right now. It's like Purdue's just built to beat (laughs) the number two team in the country, but they can't win anything else consistently. Uh so yeah, it
2: doesn't surprise
0: me, but I think Michigan State's gonna have a tough road to hold now and try to get back in anything.
2: GF. Uh yeah,
1: he, he's pretty much spot on. I mean, um I think Michigan State is a good team. I, I do want to add in there that that it's Michigan State didn't lose to a, a a bad team. Purdue is a good team. Um they're six and three at this point. They've already knocked off two ranked teams in the top five. They're uh they're a good team, so let's don't take too much away from Michigan State, um, but man, they 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 sure folded yesterday. Uh, I expected more out of them. Um, I, I think even a three point loss at, in the last second field goal or something like that would have looked a lot better than than a two score uh, two score loss there. So um, I think their only bright shining point uh, they outrushed uh, uh, Purdue. By quite a bit, Kenneth Walker had a 140 something yards and
0: fumble, big fumble and a
1: big fumble. Yeah, um, but if you're if you're looking at, at at any kind of bright point for Michigan State, I think they move the ball well on the ground. Um, I don't think we can count them out. Uh, we'll see going forward. They still got some big games coming up, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. I don't think you can count them out, and let's not forget Purdue's a good team, and they got some good games coming up too.
2: Yeah, well. Me and GF done talked about this a little bit this morning. I'm going to lead in this with two parts. Ohio State, Nebraska, tight ball game the whole game. I mean, you would think Ohio State would be blowing them out, but top ball game, Ohio State wins by nine. Talk about that game, GF, and let's talk about Ohio State having to play Purdue next week.
1: Uh, yeah, like I said, Purdue's got some good games coming up. Um, next week they have Ohio State um, – uh, Ohio State avoided the letdown game yesterday against Nebraska, if you want to call it that. Um, it, it really wasn't a good game for them. Um, I think they were held to under 100 yards rushing, um, which, which doesn't bode well moving forward for them against teams like uh, Michigan State and Michigan coming up. Um, so, again, we've got some good weekends of football coming up, and if Ohio State doesn't, uh, doesn't get themselves right, They've got a tough test of Purdue coming up next week. Purdue's coming off a good win now. So I I wouldn't want to be in Ohio State's shoes facing Purdue next week as well.
2: Bill, your opinion?
0: I'm the exact opposite. I wouldn't want to be in Purdue's shoes next week. I think that Ohio State comes out next week focused. And Purdue, as I said a while ago, they've struggled to put it together consistently this year. I think next week, Ohio State comes out and makes a statement to try to get in this thing because the door right now is wide open.
2: I agree. I mean, the door is wide open for a lot of teams out there to step up. Uh, Go to the next game, and we won't spend much on this one, but I guess we now say Wake Forest is done now, right, Phil? Wake Forest is
1: done. (laughs) That will be all the
2: time we spend on that.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we can get past that. Um, I, I went and, and and did some numbers this morning. Uh, since October, since the beginning of October, Wake Forest has given up 192 points. So wow. th- let's just let's just quit with the Wake Forest. Quit with the ACC. Uh, it's it's done. They uh, they they're just not a good defensive school. They're fun to watch. I'll give them that. They have one of the best offenses in the country. But from a national standpoint, it's it's over.
2: Okay, we're going to go to the next game I've got in line here is Oklahoma 24-3 over West Virginia, and West Virginia's not a bad ball team. Oklahoma State dominated the game. They're sitting with one loss. Looks like that Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game is going to be really big. That'd be the one team that has a chance to get in the playoffs from the Big 12, in my opinion. What do you think, Geoff?
1: I agree. I'm looking forward to that game. Um, Oklahoma State seems to be handling business better than than Oklahoma at times. Um, so I, I am I, that game's going to be a good one. Uh, I, I think I think Oklahoma State is going to pull that one out. Their their defense seems to be better. Um, <clears throat> their, their offense may not be quite as good as Oklahoma, but I, I do think that Oklahoma State can slow them down.
2: Phil, you know he said something about their defense. I think Oklahoma State's got a pretty good defense. I mean, are they a top five? worthy defense in the country
0: uh i don't know if i'm gonna go that far right now uh, they do still play in the big 12 and for i think maybe it's just the stigma of the big 12 for years we didn't think anybody played defense there <laughs> so uh yeah i i like oklahoma state to beat oklahoma i don't know that anybody out of there is going to get in when it's all said and done but uh Oklahoma's the winner of that game. If Oklahoma gets goes undefeated, I think, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come on in. But if they've still got a tough road too. There's still some big games out there left to be played in every conference. So, you know, we're just gonna have to buckle up and
2: take a ride here and see what happens. All right. Here we go, Phil. We're gonna go to the Oregon Washington game, big rivalry game. We know that those two schools hate each other. And Oregon takes care of business on the road. 26-16 win. What's your opinions on that game?
0: I think that was a game Oregon could have easily had a, a letdown. Uh they got through it much like Ohio State got through their game yesterday with Nebraska. Oregon should still stay ahead of Ohio State right now. Uh neither one of them impressed, but they both won. The Oregon is the, you know, the so-called great white hope in the Pac-12, so if they don't do it, no one's going to do it. The only team out there that even has a remote chance, not even really to get in the playoffs, but just to be a good team right now is is Utah, I think. Everybody else just seems to you know, pump you up and let you down. But yeah, I think Oregon did what they needed to do, but they still got business to take care of as well.
1: GF? Yeah, so Oregon... Oregon's played really well this year at times. Um, they avoided the stumble yesterday. Uh, I think they, they outgained uh, them by like 260 yards and, and only won by 10 points. Um, they had some crucial penalties at times. Um, I, I think if, if Oregon, moving forward, Oregon's going to have to knock those penalties out and, and finish some of their drives because um, they're putting yards up. They're they're moving the football, um, but then they... they Kind of kill themselves at times and, and, and kill their drives. So uh, I think that's the key for Oregon moving forward. But um, they're they're at, they're playing pretty good. They've they've had some uh, a good signature win this year. So we'll we'll say good moving forward. But they they've been a pretty good football team.
2: All right, G.I., Alabama pulls off a close win, twenty to fourteen, against LSU.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to bring up a stat on this one too. Uh, how many rushing yards do y'all think Bama had?
2: Probably about 140,
1: 150. Six. LSU held. You are not
2: the closest without
0: going over.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alabama was held to six rushing yards by LSU. Uh,
2: looks like, we might have lost him for a minute. I'll tell
1: you
0: what, that was such a good stat. He just stopped. Mic drop. He is done. But yeah, going into that game, I didn't see that coming. I just kinda keep expecting Alabama to show out like Alabama does, and they just haven't done it. And LSU, I didn't I don't know what they're doing right now. They're playing better for Orseron, obviously, because he's leaving. But yeah, that game kinda threw me for a loop. I I didn't see it coming, but you know, it we'll is what back. it is. I think he's back now. Yeah, we'll go
1: back to you, G I yeah, did y'all like that mic drop? Yeah, um, I actually said mic drop.
0: <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs> what, what a good point. I said, that's just a mic drop. He's done.
1: So, yeah, but that they they had six rushing yards. That That's we, I, I can't remember the last time that's even come close to that number. Uh, LSU did what they needed to do, um, just couldn't pull it out. Uh, if if there was a blueprint to beat Bama. I would say that holding them to six rushing yards is, is one of the keys there. Um so but Alabama's gonna have to get better on that side of it. But they're you know, they they pulled it out, they won a tough game. Uh, so then they've got some more tough ones coming up.
0: Yeah, usually when they have six rushing yards, they have one carry. Yeah. And that that was not the case.
2: All right, Bill, we're gonna talk about a team you've been big on all year. Michigan handles business against Indiana, twenty two point win. Can still win out and win the Big Ten. And I still think they may.
0: Uh, I've seen Ohio State be very vulnerable. Uh, of course, they're still going to have to play them and Michigan State. So, a lot of work to do. But I'm not going to count them out yet, but I'm not going to count them as a favorite, really, either. Uh, after I watched them blow a 30-9 to lead against Michigan State last week, uh, who I didn't – Think was going to come back in that game. I was feeling pretty good about my pick, and uh, there it goes. So, anyway, yeah, I like Michigan to to still be in the hunt, and um, I'm still going to pick them to beat Ohio State this year to save Harbaugh's job.
2: Jeff, you got any opinions on Michigan?
1: Uh, not a whole lot as from a from a national scene. Um, I mean, I think when they the new polls come out. Uh, this week it's going to be Ohio State roughly in the four spot. Um, I, I think you'll you'll see a a, a couple fall. Obviously, Michigan State's going to fall. So you're going to have um, Ohio State in the four spot, uh, and then you'll have uh, Michigan State and Michigan somewhere in the eight nine range. Um,
0: no, no, no. Michigan's going to move up. They have to. They were already seven, weren't
2: they? Yeah, Michigan's seven right now. I, I, th- I, th- I thought I thought they were.
1: I thought they were nine. Maybe I maybe I missed all that. I thought they were um, seven.
2: Maybe
0: I could be wrong, but I, either way, I don't see them being eight or nine. I think they're around that six mark.
1: Well, if, if I'm, I'm so, I'm trying to think. So the committee's been kind of playing the uh, the head to head matchup thing, and with Michigan State beating Michigan, they're going to probably stay ahead of them by one spot. I would think.
2: Possibly, yeah. Um, they drop down to. Six or drop down to five, maybe, and uh, Ohio State and Cincinnati move up, and then Michigan seven, or does Oklahoma jump some people and go up? Oklahoma with them.
0: who did themselves a disservice by not playing this week. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And having, I, ha- having a bye week this week was I not don't think a good time to go anywhere. I don't. They can't jump Michigan because Michigan played and won, and I don't see them being ahead of Michigan State because I think Michigan State, like Gio said, is going to stay ahead of Michigan. So
1: Oklahoma's going to stay stand pat. The committee
2: does a lot of the head-to-head
1: issue. So, with that being said, though, you're you're looking at the the top three in the Big Ten being within you know three or four spots of each other, and you've got those big games coming up. Um, so, I don't want to take Michigan out of the conversation. Obviously, they're still in it. Um, this is all going to iron itself out in the coming weeks. So. Uh, again, that's one of the reasons to keep watching. It's going to get fun. This is just yeah, the first think, thing to fun.
0: You know, we thought for a while there could possibly be two Big Ten teams in the thing, but now it's going to iron itself out to where there's going to be one clear-cut winner, and it's going to be one of those three teams.
1: Correct.
2: Okay, well, we're going to go to a game that's got a little bit of top 25 relevance. Uh, Tennessee beats the top 25 teams. GIF, go, I know you got some stats you want to go out there and go for it.
1: So, I started looking at stuff last night on that game. Um, obviously, I'm a big Tennessee fan. Uh, glad they won. Um, but if, if I held up the stats of the game and you, all you saw were numbers side by side, uh, you would never, never think that Tennessee would have scored anywhere close to 42 points. Um, one of the biggest things was the the time of possession was just outrageous. Uh Kentucky held the ball for 46, 47 minutes. Tennessee I had think
0: a, it may have been a little longer than that.
1: I, I, well, I've got it wrote down here somewhere. Uh, I think
0: Tennessee had, Tennessee's longest drive were the three kneel downs, I think.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, let's see. Tennessee time possession was 13.52. Kentucky was 46.08. Tennessee ran 47 plays to Kentucky's ninety nine. And Tennessee wins
0: 45-42. There's no way that happens.
1: I don't understand how that happens. That, that makes – by the numbers, uh, let's see, Tennessee had 17 first downs. to Kentucky's 35. Uh, passing yards was 316 for Tennessee to 357. Rushing yards was 145 to 225. Tennessee loses every aspect of that game by the numbers.
0: What about turnovers?
1: Uh, I think they won. That's the one thing they won. I think Tennessee had one turnover to Kentucky's two.
0: Sometimes that plays a difference. But when you th- – I'm sorry, I'm not interrupting. You go ahead
1: and- No, you're fine. I, I just – the whole the whole thing of that game is I don't really know what to make of it. Tennessee scores forty 45 points on less than 14 minutes time of possession and only running 47 plays. That's the, a big of minutes. minutes.
0: Yeah, when you average three points per minute – you're in good shape yeah
1: and, and the, on the other side of it Kentucky's defense is in not very good shape um, that's yeah that's just not good I, I couldn't I couldn't believe those numbers when I when I saw it.
0: Well I think what they scored with 11 seconds into the game and that that set the tone. but Tennessee's got that you know they they're going with the no huddle a lot getting to the line quick they're not going to have the time of possession uh, a whole lot. Kentucky plays that possession ball. But Tennessee right now on offense is just clicking,
1: and but but you would you would not you would think that the total plays would be up in number though, with, with in that fast paced offense. Oh yeah,
0: but they were such quick strikes last night. They had a seventy five yard pass. They had a seventy yard pass. They were right. thirty one yeah. yards, forty two yards. It was just over and over and over these big plays. A pick six was huge. Yeah. I think in that game for me though, the the telltale of that game, and I said it when it happened was when Kentucky went for it on fourth down before halftime, didn't make it. Tennessee has three straight passes to get in field goal range and kicks the field goal to go up by three at halftime. That turned the game around. Even though Kentucky got the ball to start the second half, instead of being up by seven, they were up by four, and then it was back and forth game. And right. Tennessee actually pretty much took control before they tried to give it away at the end.
2: <coughs> okay, Phil. Next game up, going to let you start it. The Bulldogs roll again, 43-6 to over Missouri. That defense keeps them out of the end zone, gives up two field goals. Fire away with your thoughts there, Phil.
0: Well, just another dominant performance. I mean, you know, here we go this way. <laughs> Represent. But, yeah, it, and I'm happy to do it since it's been a long, tough struggle for 41 years. But, yeah, they were dominant again yesterday on defense. Missouri did their absolute best at the end of the game, calling timeouts and everything and couldn't put it in from the one-yard line. And you could just see the determination on Georgia's face. It wasn't about winning the game anymore. It was about pride and keeping them out of the end zone. And when you have a defense that does that, Especially with the guys they had in at the point, second, third stringers, man, you've got a defense worthy, and that's what I can say about their defense right now. It's worthy.
2: G.F.?
1: yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give Missouri some credit. I know they got killed. Um, there was uh, that was always going to happen, um, but Missouri played pretty tough all all game. Um, they they ran the football pretty well. Um, just uh, again. Georgia's defense held them to, I think, 273 total yards yesterday. And, of course, the big stat was zero touchdowns. Um, at, at this point, Georgia has given up, is it three or four touchdowns on the year? Yep. Um, One of
0: them being a pick six.
1: In in, uh, in in retrospect to, you know, the 192 points that Wake Forest has uh, let happen this month. Um <laughs> So it's, it's, that's the story of this team, man. It's, it's, Georgia's defense is just so dominant and so good. They're so fast. Um, they're, they're clear cut number one. Uh, they're going to be tough to beat moving forward. Uh, this may be y'all's year, guys. I don't, I don't want y'all to say it. I'll say it for you. Um, uh, but well, it's if not y'all this, tough.
0: if not this year, when?
1: It's, it's coming. It's coming. There's, there's just no doubt about that. The team keeps getting better. Um, uh, we're we're going to the game next week when Tennessee and Georgia play, so that should be fun for y'all. Um, so, but it's 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 going to be it's it, Georgia's good man. There there's just no nobody on that level, um, especially on on the defensive side of the football. They're making it tough on everybody to score, um, not just the the Missouris and and Vandy's and those. they they're making it tough for everybody to score.
2: Okay, let's go to another game here. Just a couple more that really have relevance. Notre Dame blows out Navy this week. They're ranked 10th coming into this week. Uh, Any shot if they run out that they could slide their way on the top four, GF?
1: I'd like to say no, but the way these weeks keep coming, who knows? Uh, If you're you're a team um, sitting down in the – 8, 9, 10 area, uh, maybe even 11, uh, depending on, on what your record is, uh, keep winning. That's all you can do is keep winning um, because it, these teams are are starting to falter. And I, I think we're going to see it more and more as the year moves on and the pressure mounts. So uh, if you're in those spots, just keep winning. You, you might find your way slipping in.
0: i tell you what, Notre Dame, if they continue to win, does nothing but help Cincinnati as well. Because that's their signature win. And if you get these Big Ten teams beat up on each other and all of a sudden all three of them have two losses, which they all have one right now, somebody's going to have to come out of this thing. But that doesn't mean they're going to come out of it in the playoffs. We didn't bring that up a while ago. We said one team would get in, but there's a chance that no Big Ten teams get in. And if that's the case, then that's where Notre Dame – slides up there but how do you put cincinnati out if you put notre dame in so that that's the case for cincinnati at that point that's what they're looking for is for everybody to fold ahead of them
2: and notre dame to keep winning well we'll go to one more game in the top 25 yesterday it was a top 25 matchup a m against auburn and m winning 20 to 3. that pretty much eliminates Auburn from winning the SEC West, that gives them three losses or two losses in the division, and uh, A&M holding the tiebreaker over them. Both two-loss teams, or Auburn's three-loss team on the year, A&M's two-loss team. I don't think A&M's got a chance to get into the playoff hunt, personally, but they could, if Auburn helps them, wind up winning the West and going to Atlanta, if Auburn can upset Alabama.
0: Yeah, I, I think that Auburn yesterday kind of I'm not sure what the word is, but their season's done. And I don't know if they can bounce back to beat an Alabama with really no reason to do it, other than the fact it's Alabama and that rivalry, which that goes a long way. But that was an ugly game to watch. I mean, just ugly. Yep. It was three to three, six to three. You know, then did it was just like nothing could go right for Auburn all day. And A&M did what they had to do, but ugly game. I don't see either team getting into the playoff by any means. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Auburn and Alabama because it's always a rivalry. And
2: There's I, just think, something like that.
0: I think right now, though, Auburn can look at that and say, well, our season's ruined. Let's ruin Alabama's too. And so they, they could very well do that. But I, I think Alabama, if they come out, just has more talent than Auburn does. And I really
2: expect Bama to win that game. All right, G.I., I'm going to throw something at you about this game. 20-3 to 30 final, one touchdown scored, and it was a defensive touchdown, so no offensive touchdowns in this game.
1: So I, for the last three or four weeks, uh, I've been – Kind of praising Bo Nix. Yeah, he did it to me again. Um, I This dude, I don't know how he fumbled that football. Um, uh, apparently, the, the A&M uh, linebacker uh, yelled at him or something and scared him. Uh, I, I don't know what it – but he just dropped the football. Um it it was worse than the Mark Sanchez butt fumble. I it it was it was no so no
0: bad. no no it wasn't. There's never been anything
1: worse it, it, was, it was it was it was up there, it was pretty bad. I mean he's just he's just running and he had the ball and and then it, it just hit the ground. Um he never got touched. Um yeah, that's it's 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 uncalled for and it was it was in bonnick style. Um looked like Clint Sterner to me. Do what?
2: Clint Sterner for Arkansas looked like him to me. Right, well,
0: Sterner at least put the ball on the ground. We just never even thought about that. Yeah, he,
1: he he put it on the ground and it never moved. Like he, he just set it there and then went about his day. Um, Bo Bo Nicks just like tossed it and it just yeah you know, it just rolled around. Uh, but no, it's it's that game was tough, man. It was tough to watch. Um, I, I think everybody expected more from that game. And right before that touchdown was scored, I think I looked up and it was it was nine to three. I think it's what it was. Um uh, yeah, C-
0: let, let's not forget CBS picked that game over the Bama LSU game. They're yeah, they themselves right now.
1: They, uh, <laughs> they once again made a good decision there. Um,
0: well, they still have Gary Daniels, and they don't make very good decisions.
1: Also true. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that uh, he, he retires. Um, I'm, I'm tired of listening to him. I think we all are. Uh, but, you know, it's, I expected more from that game, guys. That, that, that Auburn Tech Stam game was a letdown. Um, that's all I'll pretty much have on that one. I, I don't see any way that they, either one of those teams are in contention for the playoff at the end of the year. Uh, but it, it will be, that game will matter when it comes down to um, the bigger bowl games um, coming up um, in the grand scheme of that. Uh, the one thing I will say in regards to Auburn and Bama coming up, the one thing the Iron Bowl always is is a game. It, it does not it does not change based on record. It does not change based on anything. That game is an in state rivalry. The fan bases are in it. It will it will be a tough game for both teams, regardless of what what uh, the records are and everything else. So I think you're still going to see a good football game there.
2: Okay, well, one last thing, and we'll move off of college football and go to DFS and maybe some wagers and stuff. Geoff, give me what you think the playoff committee's top five will be come Tuesday. Uh, Hey, before,
0: before we get into that, can we talk about one other game? Yes, sir. I wanted to talk about the game that there's no excuse for, and that is the effort that the Florida Gators put up yesterday.
1: It feels right that that I wow. mean
0: that that is worthy of talking about. How bad is Dan Mullen right now? He said he closed the doors to the media all week, saying we have to concentrate on football, and then that's the product he brings to the field. Losing by twenty-three to South Carolina, who you're a twenty-point favorite against, no excuse, no excuse. Everybody knows I can't stand Florida anyway, but this just adds fuel to the fire, and I mean. Good Lord, that that was awful, just plain awful. That's Phil all I have to say.
2: How hot is Dan Mullen's seat right
1: now?
0: Well, it's it's the match is still lit. It hadn't gone out when he sat down. I can tell you that.
1: I, I was to say right right now, Dan Mullen's agent is uh, getting him interviews in the FCS.
2: <laughs> Good call, Phil. I should have brought that up. I meant to and forgot all about it, but. Good call there. Yeah, bring that up. I mean, somebody put on Facebook last night or something said they think Georgia broke Florida last week. Yeah, Florida's been broke.
1: Yeah, Florida's definitely broken.
0: Florida had a fracture already. Georgia just maybe snapped the whole bone, and and now South Carolina just refuses to operate on it, and it's done.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Now we can go back to the G-Alpha. What do you think the top five would be?
1: She's um, be? Obviously, Georgia at one. Um, uh, Bama's going to stay two. Uh, at three, I would probably move Oregon up uh, with Ohio State coming to four. Um, that fifth spot, I've, I've been... Arguing myself about pretty much all morning. Uh, there's arguments for Oklahoma. There's arguments for Cincinnati. I uh, I think if I'm going to put somebody there, I'm going to put Oklahoma there. I'm I'm taking Cincinnati out of the equation so they can win a football game. I know they're undefeated. I get it. Um, they just haven't looked good, and they they've been making these games too close with teams they should be blowing out. So uh, I'm I'm taking Cincinnati out of the out of my whatever my uh, top five means to anybody. Still to you, sir.
0: Yeah, I agree. Top two, I think, is pretty set in stone right now with Georgia and Alabama. I agree that Oregon moves to three. uh, With Michigan State losing, uh, they're going to go up. Uh, It's just the way the ball bounces. It happens every year, depending on what time of year you lose. Even with the same record, they're going to go up a little bit. Uh, Ohio State will move into that four spot for right now. And I think the committee may do something kind of special and put it Ohio State, Michigan, State, Michigan, just to let it play itself out, and they don't have to think as much. But Cincinnati's already in that sixth spot, so they may hang around. But, yeah, I would say uh, Michigan State, Cincinnati, Michigan, I don't think Oklahoma moves up. They didn't do anything, and they were already below these teams. So I think they stay put where they're at about the eighth spot.
2: Well, I have to agree with Phil down on that one. If I had to put it that way, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they did. Because uh, top three were all in agreement: Georgia, Alabama, Oregon. and Top four, actually, Ohio State. And it wouldn't surprise me if they put Michigan, Michigan State and Michigan 5 and 6. And just let that play out, man. It'll handle its own business. Yeah, and it's going to. It'll play itself out. Okay, well, I guess that's all we got in college football. Unless y'all have something else. If not, I'll turn it over to you, Phil Dye, and you can start us off with some DFS.
1: Yeah,
0: first of all, I think in DFS, before we get started, what a rough week for some people. Uh, two guys especially going down in hand, end, but not necessarily going down, but just want to get your both you guys' thoughts on it. Calvin Ridley and Henry Ruggs. Both wide receivers, both starters, and number one or two receivers for their teams. Uh, Rugs is just a stupidity thing. Ridley, we're not sure how to feel about. You know, if you've had depression, I can, I can see where it's a thing. And, and he needs some time off because, to be honest, it could be considered an injury. Uh, I know it's a sickness. So, Gio, how do you feel about – these two guys being out for the rest of the year, how does it affect their teams? Uh, Just give me your thoughts on it.
1: I'm I'm not going to touch too much on the Ridley thing. Uh, Ridley is doing something um, that he believes is necessary for him. Um, I I think it would – I don't know what he's going through. We have not heard – I have not heard anyways what he's going through. Um, I I think that what he's doing – Um, people should take note of and if you're going through something like this if this man can step away from millions of dollars to work on his mental health then it should be easy for anybody easier for anybody to to work on this um in in whatever you're dealing with well Uh, i think
0: i think we're going to start seeing a little bit more of this too i think there's way more players out there and athletes that are going through depression than we know about I mean, Simone Biles pulls out of the Olympics for basically, you know, mental preparation and needed to get herself straight as well. And, yeah, it's a a very touchy subject and one you don't want to ignore at all and one that if anyone makes fun of ever, they should just be slapped as well because until you've gone through it, you don't know.
1: Well, and let's again too. in this show, we do this for fun. We we talk about the DFS. It's it's something we do. It's fun for us to do, um, but it's not real life. It is fantasy. Um, so, hello, Phil. Season. Right. season. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 fantasy. It's not real life. What these guys go through week in week out is is real life. Um, so if you're if you're upset that you lost your starting uh, wide receiver. Um, because he is taking time off for his uh mental health. If that upsets you, stop playing fantasy. What they're thank dealing you, with is real life.
0: I was hoping that one of the two of you would say that. Thank you, thank um, well, you,
1: thank you. Yeah, but he's doing it,
0: Arden, but we'll let you have your thoughts on that too. Yeah, what, what they're going through, man, is Calvin real fan as well. So, you know, and we all wish Calvin Ridley the best, obviously.
1: A hundred percent. Um, okay, here we go with rugs. Um, for starters, uh, again, this is real world, guys. Um, I, my thoughts go out to the family. Um, there was loss of life in this. Um, it's it's preventable. Everything about that was preventable. The NFL has things set up left and right for these guys to not make the mistake he made. Um, not only did he get behind the wheel and and drive at twice legal limit, he chose to do it on a residential street at 156 miles an hour that is absolutely uncalled for it's a bad decision as far as i know the the kid has not made these kind of decisions before um so i i don't want i don't want to come down too hard on on him for a bad decision because we've all made bad decisions um this one just resulted in something that is the absolute top tier of what we all hope to never go through. Um, so, again, my thoughts are with the family that that lost that that uh, young girl in, in that accident. Um, and it, also my my thoughts are with Ruggs because he made a mistake. He's going to realize it was a mistake. It's too late to go back and change that mistake. Um, he's going to suffer the consequences of it. Um, I, I'm sure we'll learn more as it comes out. Um, I, my one of our buddies in our our fantasy league um is a lawyer, and I, I think he said that the uh, uh penalty for this is two to twenty years.
0: Yeah, it's minimum uh, two years because there's a no tolerance law in Las Vegas for
1: DVR right at all. Um, so it's it's just a the the whole the whole thing is is uh. It's just bad. It's 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 again. I, I, my heart goes out to everybody involved. It's it's uh, it's real life. It's it's what we do is fantasy. This is real life. This this matters. This means something. Um, and I, I, that's all I really got on that, guys. I I feel I feel bad for the whole situation.
0: Arden, if you want to chime in on some thoughts on that, you're more than welcome.
2: You know, I agree with a lot of what g, what g- i said. I mean, what we do, fantasy is fun. I mean, what we do is supposed to be fun, and these two are real-life situations. You don't – I mean, you don't know what people are doing. Like G, I said, you don't know what people are dealing with when they're dealing with depression. Our our prayers go out and hope that, you know, Calvin Ridley can figure this out and get his life going, whether it means he steps on a football field again or if he never steps on it again, get his life going in the right direction where it can lead to him a great life. That's all I'm gonna say on that. My, you know, I hope he gets everything figured out. The rug situation. I mean, gee, I've touched on a lot. Of the bigger part that blows my mind that came out why a couple of days ago. He was leaving the casino. If he was that drunk, why didn't he just get a room at the casino or get a ride? Yeah, I mean, if it provides you with. The NFL provides all their players with rides. They can call a number at any time and get a ride for free.
1: I remember
0: being in a bar in Nashville the night that – and Steve McNair was there uh, not feeling a lot of pain, and he left that night and got a DUI. It was very well publicized down Broadway in Nashville. And I saw him before that, and you automatically think, well, these guys – hire a driver. You've got you've got the money. Just hire somebody to sit out and wait on you till you get done and take you home. There's there's no sense for people. Number one, there's no sense for people to do it at all, no matter what your status is. But uh, when you have the capability to have someone take you anywhere you want to, I think you almost have to do that. And I think it may get to a point, start seeing some of this where it's mandated. If you're going to go out, you, you have somebody take you out. Uh, Because I think some of these teams are going to crack down on this as, you know, seeing what happened there, you know, as far as rugs, Derek, Derek uh, Carr said it best right now. Somebody needs to love the guy. uh, Instead of just crucifying for everything, which he's getting in the media. So, I don't want to dwell on either of these, you know, best wishes to Calvin Ridley. And, and, you know, we'll see what happens in the rugs case. And, uh, as Geoff said, thoughts and prayers go out to the family of that girl. Let's move on though. We're here to discuss some fantasy. And I don't know what game do we want to start with? Let's just start with the hometown game today. Uh, it's not in our hometown, but, since we are from Metro Nashville, (laughs) we will start with the Tennessee Titans and the LA Rams. Art, and I know that uh, you've been big on Matthew Stafford, the old Georgia Bulldog coming from Detroit to the Rams. He's going to play today. Hasn't practiced all week. Is that going to have an effect?
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, we've seen him do this throughout his career. He's played hurt, not practiced during the week and come out and, Had great games. Uh, I think the Titans secondary is very suspect, and I see I think he can throw the ball around on them. And, I mean, right now, he's on pace to throw for almost 5,000 yards this year. He Uh, stepped
0: up for sure. Geoff Adrian Peterson. Oh, my, the timeless wonder he comes in. (laughs) Number four in the NFL right now, I think, or maybe fifth, and has a chance to be fourth with about four hundred yards and he's got time to do it. Everything I hear this week at camp, he looks good and ready to play. Is he a worthy fantasy option right now?
1: Um, no. No. The the dude is father time. It's 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 look, he can't keep coming back to this game and keep playing it at that level. I say that and he'll he'll get two hundred yards rushing. I don't know. No, Adrian Peterson. If you if you if you're even thinking about picking him up in your year long league, stop. Don't get him. It's not worth it. Um, he's he's past his time, guys. I think you're gonna see a lot more McNichols. Um, they're gonna. Yeah, I, do, I
0: don't. I think McNichols is what he is. He's a third down back, and they brought Peterson in, and, and Dante Foreman Foreman as well. I think will be your two league backs. Uh, McNichols, I think he's going to get about the same share.
1: I, just my thought. I, I, well, I think I think this week. As, okay, if you're if you're just going to boil it down to this week, I, I think that he's de- McNichols is definitely going to get a bigger share this week. Um, they they didn't bring guys in, and they they can't implement them that fast into a a big scheme of the of the the playbook. If that if I don't know if you agree with me on that or not, but I think McNichols is a a better play. At least this week, um, and move, like I said, moving forward, I just can't get behind the whole AP thing. Um, the The dude is is been playing since the nineteen fifties. I, I just I just can't get behind it. Uh, he's, he's gonna he's gonna bust a hip here soon. I, I don't. I, something's gonna happen. So I'm not I'm not I'm not wasting time on AP. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, for for those wanting or not remembering exactly how old he actually is. He was on the team with Oklahoma, who lost to Boise State. Yeah, that's been a while. Wasn't Wasn't that
1: two thousand six, maybe six five, something like that?
0: Maybe I don't know. It was maybe no, it
1: was
2: before two thousand
1: one.
0: I don't think it was that far back, but
1: y'all, 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 move on with this game. I'll find out and let y'all know. Okay, Phil, look
0: that up. Arden, you got any other thoughts on that game? Anybody other than Cooper Cup you think might do well today?
1: Stafford okay. and Cup. Stafford and Cup. Um, Stafford and Cup,
2: of course. Uh, Henderson's been playing good. Arden, Arden, Arden. I yeah. said,
0: other than Cooper Cup, do you have anyone? And the first thing you said was Cooper Cup. But uh, – I need someone else. I think Henderson
2: would be a good play. Uh, I think – I think Nichols would be a good play from this game because I think the Titans are losing, and get, I think the game script goes where they're throwing the ball a lot because they're down by a lot. I mean, this Rams defense, we all thought it was good beforehand. How good is it going to be now that you put Vaughn Miller on it?
0: I think it's going to be pretty good. Miller, and <laughs> he adds a, a whole new aspect to it. Super Bowl MVP is a defensive player.
2: The Rams do not have a draft pick in the first three rounds next year because they've traded them away. They're going for it all.
0: Yeah, well, and they should, I think, this year. They're, They're on that roll. All right, let's move on. Hometown game as well to an extent. I know you both, you guys like the Falcons. They go to New Orleans today. Arden, we'll start with you on this one. Falcons in New Orleans uh two teams that are just it's hard to see what's going to happen each week
2: i think you can take uh todd sharp is a very cheap player i think he'll be a good play uh i think he has a big game he stepped in last week was Ridley not in there and uh got a lot of targets caught some balls i think he's the real good play uh not quite sure what his price range is. I'm looking that up right now. But, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, 4,200. I think he's a very good play today. Uh, Who was I that? Think Tajay Sharp. He's 700 cheaper than Russell Gage. Everybody thought last week was Russell Gage week, and look looked like Sharp and Matt Ryan have more of a connection than Gage and Ryan.
0: Well, Yeah, it would be tough for Gage and Ryan to have any connection, considering there were no targets for him last week. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Gage has been, I think, a disappointment this year for the Falcons. He's really done nothing and doesn't look like he's going to be part of the offense going forward, even though he's probably listed as the number one receiver. He's just not catching the ball much this year. Geoff, what do you got this game? Uh,
1: pretty much that. Uh, Tajay Sharp last week had had a Had the targets, so I'm going with him at 4,200. I think if if memory serves, Kyle Pitts kind of had a down weekend last week. We we thought he was going to be big last week with Ridley out. I think that this is going to be a bounce back. I think Kyle Pitts is a good take at tight end this this week. On the other side of it, I'm I'm so confused with New Orleans right now. I I think Alvin Kamara. I think he has to be a play almost every week. Um, you have to look at if you can if you can get him into the lineup, um, and and outside of that, again, I'm I'm just I'm confused on on New Orleans right now. I don't really know what to make of of that offense. It's being spread the ball is being spread around so much. Um, and we were talking earlier about the Tennessee game. Um, that was a 2007 Fiesta Bowl. So with in Oklahoma. Six.
0: Yeah. So he's been around a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you on New Orleans. They're just a toss-up as to what you're going to get. With Winston out now, Trevor Simeon is scheduled to play, but, yeah, I, you know, even cheap, how do you go there? So, uh, yeah, I think I'd just almost pass on this game altogether and fade it out. All right, Buffalo and Jacksonville uh, should be a blowout from what they say, you know, 14.5 points is quite a few. Uh, almost 50 point total. So, they're, they're the odds makers thinking Buffalo's going to score today. Uh, Jacksonville, I, I'm not sure I haven't seen this morning, but could be without James Robinson. So, I think that makes a big difference. Geoff, we'll start with you on this game. How do you see this playing out?
1: Well, th- this game again is, is uh, one of those game script games. Um, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to lay off some of the bigger players in this, but I was so wrong last week on on laying off uh, Cooper Cup, um, thinking that it was going to be a a blowout, run the football in the second half. No, no, the Rams just had to throw the football consistently all game um, to the same people. Um, so I'm, I obviously like Josh Allen. Um, I, I like Emmanuel Sanders for the price point. His his uh, Looks have been going up His his targets been going up each week. Um, so I do like Emmanuel Sanders at fifty six hundred. Um I, I'm I'm gonna fade all of Jacksonville. again, it's it's hit or miss with them. Um the only guy that's been even halfway consistent is James Robinson, and that's only if Jacksonville uses him the way they should. Um so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of just gonna fade Jacksonville in, in this game today. Got
0: gotcha, you, Arden. What do you see going down in this one?
2: Well, let me throw in some breaking news i just seen come up for a game today. Miami Dolphins playing against the Texans. Two uh, out with left finger and rib injuries. Well, that is not
0: a good thing for me, considering I have him as my backup, and now I can't pick a quarterback up.
2: Oh, yeah, you can. I think you got till 10 o'clock.
0: Well, I got how long? Six Six minutes. You better do do it now. Six minutes. Should I get off here and do that? Is that that a true fantasy thing?
1: Yeah, you you should do that right now.
0: Okay. I'll be back, guys,
2: just a minute. Be right back.
1: (laughs) Hey, glad I brought that up now. And this is a first.
2: Yeah. Um, But what he had me going on the Buffalo game, so I'll give my thoughts. I am totally fading Jacksonville. Buffalo, to me, the two best defenses in the NFL are the Buffalo Bills and the Rams. And I think you can play anybody from Buffalo. You just got to pick the right one, which is hard. I mean, I like Diggs. His price point's a little high at times, but he's Mr. Consistent. Every week he's getting 15 to 20-something points, it seems like. He's always getting something. He may not be getting the touchdowns this year, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always something. He had one – yeah, he had one week at 8.9 and one week at 12.2. The rest have been 16 or higher. I mean, it's pretty consistent. Josh Allen and they seem to keep throwing the ball when they get a big lead. So, I mean, you got to watch your plays here. Like, I like G.I.S. Kyle and Emmanuel Sanders. And I mean, last week it was Cole Beasley though. Manuel Sanders and uh, Diggs drew the coverage by the best two corners the Dolphins had. They put their worst one on Cole Beasley, and Josh Allen just saw okay, good Cole Beasley.
1: So yeah, it seems like it seems like the Buffalo game is is one of those things that if you if you put Josh Allen in the lineup, and you can figure out which wide receiver it's going to be and figure out which running back it's going to be between Moss and Singletary, you can win a lot of money. But
2: I... I, Do what? I'm welcome to feel back. Oh, Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you very much. You're welcome for that tidbit of information. i tell you you what, Arden, that was was large for me. Very large. (laughs) I didn't have a lot to choose from, but...
1: So...
2: Anything better than zero...
1: Should, yeah, I, should I go on there now and, and try to figure out who he's trying to pick up and make a higher bid?
0: <laughs> oh, that would be cold. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you for about four more minutes. All right, guys, uh, let's move on. Uh, yeah, that's true fantasy work there, true fantasy. Uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, this should be a good one. Uh, both these teams, man, they can both throw up points or they can both play defense. However, they can both not score or not play defense. Very inconsistent. I thought Cincinnati's defense last week would show up, and then Mike White, who? Mike White, yes, came up and threw for 400 <laughs> yards on him. So uh, I don't remember who started. up, I'll, I'll go with you to start this one. Uh, Cincinnati always has – I mean, Jamar Chase, just an automatic right now, it seems. Uh, what he's, he's cruising for rookie of the year. Uh, what do you see going down in this game? Or, Arden, you can take this one, since Geoff is now frozen up and looks like he may be going to outbid me for
2: my quarterback that he doesn't
0: know who it is.
2: <laughs> He's trying to. He's bad, but, yeah, this one, uh, I think this is a shootout this week. Like you said, they both been, have defenses that have looked good and everything and been low-scoring games. I think this turns into a shootout. I am, I'm am big on Nick Chubb. I'm big on uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow or Joe Mixon. Either one of those can be in play. I think he and uh, Peoples Jones. He's a very good play for Cleveland, especially now that there's no more Odell Beckham Jr.
0: Yeah, if I was going to go to you, are, are you back with us now? Yes, you are. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I thought maybe you went to steal my quarterback that you didn't know who it was. Because I did yeah. only bid $1, actually. So if I can get it for a dollar, I guess I'll be okay.
1: No, I'm I'm on my computer, so I've got I've got the phone at at my beck and call if I need to go do something like that. I don't know
0: why I picked my phone up a minute ago to go change my lineup because I had my laptop sitting in front of me and I could have just done that and stayed on here with you guys. But, <laughs> you know, um,
1: so. I, I, don't know I don't know I don't know what y'all touched base on on <laughs> the uh, Cleveland Cincinnati game. Um, in in my thoughts, it's going to be a, a a back and forth high scoring game. Um, I was trying to to look up the over-under for that game uh, per Vegas, but I my, I can't get onto the site for some reason.
0: I think, uh, so, uh, hang on, I'll tell you. I do have a laptop here. I can look this up. <laughs> oh, let me see here.
1: You said keep, the same Keep thing.
2: talking while I look. But yeah, the, the same thing I did, I said I think it's going to be a shootout.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Um, I, I like both quarterbacks in this thing. Um, I like uh, I like Chubb and Mixon both. Um, there's there's pretty much the there's not a side of it I don't like. Um, this could be a game that that I run a, a stack lineup um, with Burrow and then and then bring it back with uh, with Chubb or somebody like that
0: up, um, this game started out opening up at 45 and is now up to 47 and
1: So a big, big jump at, at two and a half points. Um, and it may jump some more before before kickoff. Um, they, they obviously don't think it's going to be as high scoring as I do. Um, I just have no trust in either one of these defenses to, you know, play consistently week in week out. Um, I, I would like to figure out the the tight end side of Cleveland. Um, because I think either Hooper or Njoku has a, a decent game today. Um, and they're they're priced pretty fairly at 32 dollars and, and 3000 Um So, I, if you can pick one of those, I, I think I'm kind of leaning towards Hooper. Um, but I, I do like one of those tight ends today as well. Would you say that
2: Geoff Harris and Bryce are going to have a career day today? Their third tight end. <laughs>
1: career since, I said, since what i said then probably um
0: <laughs> well if he catches a couple of passes that would be a career day so <laughs> all right enough of that game how about denver and dallas uh, geoff go ahead and start this one out dak prescott is going to play today
1: okay that's why i was just going to go check so so we do have dak back in um i don't think you can go go wrong with dak um Denver's been pretty good on, on defensive side of the football, but this is in Dallas. Um, I tend to like, uh, Denver better at home. Um, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to fade Bridgewater. Um, just from a, 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 I like other plays better this week. Um, but I, I do like Sutton and Judy. Um, they're going to have to move the football, um, and and keep up with Dallas's uh, Dallas's offense. Uh, assuming that Dak has a good day, I, I'm I'm assuming he's going to. Um, Dak should bounce back from from this injuries and everything else he's gone through this this year, and and he should have a pretty good day today. Um, one, of so guys, again,
0: one of the guys too, I mean Amari Cooper, a little banged up right now, and a guy that's pretty cheap each week that just keeps seeming to score and at least catch a few passes. Cedric Wilson.
1: Yeah, I, I was about to bring up Dallas and Cedric Wilson. Um, I, I do like Cedric Wilson this week as well. Um, the the tight end side of Dallas, I'd like to take a shot on Schultz this week um, since Jarwin's on the IR. So we finally got one tight end in Dallas that is pretty reliable. Um, so I, I do like Schultz this week. He's a little high at 4,800. Um, but if you're Probably looking for worth it, though. it might be worth it. Um, so that's that's my plays in this game this week.
0: Arden, Denver, Dallas.
2: Hit me. Uh, I'm fading Lamar Cooper and City Lamb. They're both questionable. <laughs> both have not practiced much this week. Denver has two very good cornerbacks. So I'm big on Cedric Wilson to go off. Uh, I think he has a good game. Schultz is another good play I like, but I'm I'm fading away from the two big receivers. They say they're going to go, but they're not 100%. And like I said, Denver's got two good corners, and they've been doing a good job covering them. And if this, if Dallas gets out to a good lead here, if the gameplay goes right, I think this could be the week you see Javante Williams go out for Denver because they use them out of the backfield so much, throwing the ball and stuff like that, throwing the ball. I think in a hurry up, he would be the ideal play over Melvin Gordon. Well, he's going to have to start playing at some point. They keep saying, you know,
0: he's the back of the future, he's the back of the future, and they keep handing the ball to Melvin Gordon. At some point, I think Javante's going to have to be step up and be the guy. And
2: yeah. he's
0: done nothing that shows he can't. Right. All right, moving on. Uh, since I have finally gotten rid of this quarterback in Miami. they uh, Two are not going to play, according to Arden's breaking news, which I'm still thankful for. <laughs> Houston with Tyrod Taylor actually playing and coming back today. Uh, I don't know how much of a difference he makes, but he's expected to get a few points today uh, playing
2: a two-less Miami. Arden? Well, yeah, I mean – Tyrod, you know, makes you think Brandon Cooks, but Miami did shadow last week, and they took and put Xavier Howard, their best corner on digs all day. Do they do that today and take away Cooks? I mean, but I think I'm going to play Brandon Cooks in some lineups because him and Tua just did so good before he got hurt. And might just take Miami, uh, Miami to lose the ball
0: game to the Texans. I have well, no faith. Well, you're looking at two bad teams right now. I mean, bad. And uh, Yeah. I don't know. I would kind of fade this game completely. Brandon Cooks has been good all year, though. Just He's been very steady. Uh, I think Devontae Parker out today for Miami as well, so that's not going to bode well for them at all. So, uh, Geop, do you see anything you like in this
1: game? uh no um <laughs> the with with two being out i i mean there's there's gonna be points scored i just don't know where they're gonna be um i i would tend to take a shot at maybe miles gaskin maybe um but it with uh, no fade i i don't i don't want any any part of this game this week it's uh it's not going to be very fun to out. watch. Went out. Do what? I wanted Jalen Waddle until so Tua Went out. <laughs> and that, that's just—I I loved Waddle this week, and especially with—with yeah. with, I, I can't—not—not with—not with Jacoby Brissett. Is—is that going to be Jacoby Brissett then? With two out? Yeah, it'll be. Jaco- yeah. Well, I would assume
0: Jacoby Brissett's going to be. Yeah, that's starter. what it's Jacoby Brissett.
1: When I oh, went be, uh, to pick
0: up a quarterback, he was at the top of the list, and I just slid right on past
2: that. Well, did you get your quarterback, Phil? It's past 10 o'clock. So, breaking,
1: I get, I breaking news, um, Phil Dye has added Jordan Love and dropped to a Biola in, in our in our league. So, so Phil did get Jordan Love.
0: Well, I did pick him up because I know he's going to play. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, the Raiders going across the country to the Giants. Uh Giants stepping up and playing good defense at times right now. Once again, Saquon back eligible to come back and uh, out for the COVID protocol. So, man, Saquon Barkley, it just seems like over and over, no matter what it is, he just doesn't hit the field enough. But, uh, geoff we'll start with you on this game. Raiders, Giants. Raiders especially uh, at receiver now without rubs. How do you see uh, Hunter Renfro or Edwards stepping up?
1: So I, I, I hate to be – play this game with caution. Um, obviously, this Raiders team is going through some stuff. Um, this is going to to mentally affect them. I don't see how it can't. Um, Derek Carr is, is really good friends with Henry Ruggs. So he's obviously going through some stuff with this as well on, on the mental side of it. Um, I so again i, I play the, play this game with caution on, on that uh, on the Vegas side of it um if I've gotta pick anybody i'm I'm gonna probably go with Waller um just because he's been the guy he's an incredible athlete um and he's a he's a safe play albeit an expensive play um on the the New York side of things. God, these guys are banged up. Um, I don't know who I like on on that side. Um, I, I might I might even play Daniel Jones by himself because I do like Jones and I do think they can move the football. I just don't know who it's going to. Um, but I, again, this game this game scares me for multiple reasons this week. Um, so I probably will fade this game uh, this week in general.
0: Lord, I know one guy that you brought up several times over the beginning of the season, Zay Jones. Uh, He's going to get his opportunity now. Uh, But like Gio said, it it may be a week or two before this team gets mentally on track. Uh, How do you see this one?
2: I agree with you. I I think I'm going to fade Zay Jones today because of what Gia said on that aspect of it. Plus... You know, I figure – and the Giants, like G. I said, playing pretty good defense. So, I think one play in this game I've got on each side of the ball that I will probably use – I like Josh Jacobs in this game. I think he could have a good game, and that would be about the only one I've and I'll go with on that side of the ball and on the other side of the ball. The one person I thought off would bring up when he said – uh. Daniel Jones, Kadarius Tony. He's healthy and playing today, so and he's going to be their number one receiver. Yeah,
0: Kadarius Tony's a good ball player, but he was also coached by Dan Mullen, so I couldn't go there.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not going to get off of that one for a while. All right, let's move on. Minnesota, Baltimore. Big game right here with some implications, especially for Baltimore. Minnesota really needing a win to stay involved in any type of playoff hunt. Arden, how you see this game going? And it looks like Lamar Jackson field day to me.
2: Yeah, I I don't know that if I take anybody with – I'm taking Lamar Jackson in some lineups, and I not taking him naked with no other player in the game from that, you know – I don't, if I do look at somebody on the Baltimore side, uh, the rookie Bateman, I might play him some. I think uh, Patrick Peterson's on covering Hollywood Brown most of the game, so and Peterson's been playing better of late. So, I say, it worries me. I don't think I want any of the Minnesota side of this. I mean, Baltimore's defense the last game looked really good. one of their last games. It might not have been the last one, but Minnesota just can't get it together. I don't know what their deal is. Well, Minnesota's got a good team. I mean, as far as you
0: look at the players, you've got Kirk Cousins, you've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You know, Thielen stepped up and scored a few lately. Justin Jefferson seems to have disappeared, though. So, Geop, you see anybody on the Vikings or Ravens you like today?
1: Um, outside of what Arden's mentioned, I, I think you have to find, uh, someone on the, on the Vikings side of it. Um, I, so Baltimore has a pretty good defense. I, I think they are going to have to figure out who they're going to single out and take out of the game. And I, I think if you're going to take anybody out of this game, we all know who that has to be. You, you have to stop Dalvin Cook. So if you stop Dalvin Cook, um, it's going to leave somebody open. Um, I, I do like Justin Jefferson this week. Um, I, I think he's fast enough and runs routes good enough to get open and, and make some plays. Um, the Vikings have to find a way to score because uh, I, I do think that with his, as suspect as the Viking secondary is, that uh, Jackson and his receivers are, are going to put points on the board. Um, so I, I think you're gonna have to keep the ball in the air. I think you're gonna have to to rely on on. Uh, Minnesota's pass catchers, which is Thielen and, and Jefferson.
0: Well, and I, I kind of like as as an inexpensive play there too. Osborne, he's he's been catching quite a few passes lately, and if they overplay either one of their top two, I think he's going to get a big chance. And agree with Arden, I like Rashad Bateman today. Uh, he he's starting to get his share of targets, and I think uh, along with Hollywood and Mark Andrews, that could be a Pretty good pass combination, but we all know Lamar likes to take off and run a lot too.
1: Yeah, and like like you said, Osborne's thirty six hundred, and I think I'd rather have uh, Bateman in that same general area. Bateman's about four thousand, so I I think that would be the 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 play I'd make. Bella for the love.
0: (laughs) My dog. Yeah, yeah, I could hear it on on two different cameras there. All right, let's move along. Uh, Sam Darnold up in the air game time decision. Unless we've had more breaking news, I, I don't know. Arden looks at his television <laughs> yeah. as we speak. Oh, uh, yeah, it looks like he's game time may play, may not. Uh, Mac Jones in New England coming to town to play the Panthers. Geoff, start us up on
2: this
1: one. All right, I had it on mute, so I had to unmute it. I don't know how long it's gonna last. Um, so, we're, we're on – what, what game did you say we're on? I'm sorry. I, I lost track completely.
0: Uh, the Patriots and Panthers.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I, is McCaffrey coming back? Is is he working? Game time to There – we're
0: waiting for breaking news, and it's past 10 o'clock right now. So, <sighs> They
2: have activated him off the IR, but they saying his game time decision yeah. depends on how the workout goes. McCaffrey so,
0: also on my uh, fantasy team, so there may be more adjustments before noon.
2: So here's here's
1: the thing. Uh, if McCaffrey's a go, you have to play him because it may be the last time you get to play him. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think he's going to be on 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 a pitch count today he's going to not play a full game if he does play he's he's going to get his share of plays but
1: i don't think it's full game well even with that being said we all know that that mccaffrey at a at half the touches that he usually gets can still put up 20 points so it's it's a I don't know. It's it's hit or miss. I, I tend I, I like Damien Harris. I like New England side of the day. Um, Carolina's kind of fallen off the off the path. Um, and if without a a fully healthy Christian McCaffrey, um, they just had a hard time moving the football. Um, I do like I, I like Myers and I like Harris Day on on New England side of it. Uh, if you're looking for a, a a tight end, it's a little cheaper than than some of those other top tier guys. I've been big on Hunter Henry this year. He's been catching passes, especially in the red zone and the goal line. Um, so Hunter Henry at 4,000 is also a good play, in, in my opinion.
2: Arden? I agree with Gio on the Patriots players he like. And I'm like you, Phil. I think even if McCaffrey plays, he's on a pinch count. But the, the deal is, and, yeah, he's explosive. But if McCaffrey's a go, what's Belichick do best? Take the best part from that team away from him. So I will be fading McCaffrey this week if he does uh, play. How
0: often does anyone ever say that?
2: Not often. Well, I think the first time I've ever well, said it. Well, well I'm going to
0: keep a close eye on things, and if he suits up and he's ready to go, he will be in my lineup.
2: Well, in year long, in year long is different. If, yeah, year long you got to put him in. And
1: well, and you know, arguably I, the best player on the the Panthers side of it this weekend might still be DJ Moore.
2: True.
0: Very true. What is, what, what is the price point for McCaffrey today? 8,000. So he's up there. Oh, yeah. So just yeah. in case he plays, they're, they're going to stick him up there and make you pay for him. I wasn't sure where he would start out this week. Coming yeah, they got to 8,000. All right, let's move on. and We're going to hit the late games now. Chargers, Eagles, two teams that are, uh, I don't know what to make of either one of these teams, to be honest with you. And they're coming in. Justin Herbert looked like a world beater for a while. Uh, Jalen Hurts has just been really steady all year. Both these teams seem to can play at times, but sometimes lay the egg. Jeff, how do you see this one?
1: So... I. I like the eagle side of it. I like Jalen Hurts. Um, last week, I don't think I've ever been so upset with a running back situation in my life as I was with the Boston Scott situation. I think that dude had like 13 touchdowns and killed every lineup I had going. Um, he's, I think he's averaging less than four points a week. And last week, he got like 27. So... Best of luck figuring out the uh, the the Eagles running back situation, um, but I, I do tend to to like the the Eagles side of it. Um, I like Jalen Hurts. Um, I like the fact that that Goddard's by himself now; he doesn't have to compete with uh, with Hurts. Um, and I, I like Smith. Um, so if I'm if I'm going, I'm fading the the running back situation because I have no idea who's getting the football. Um, and then on the the uh, Chargers side of it, you, you have to like your typicals. You have to like Austin Eckler. Um, they're going to pass the ball a lot. Uh, the Eagles' defense has been pretty good, um, so I like them keeping the ball in the air. Um, I, I like Herbert. I like uh, Williams and Allen. Um, so those are kind of the the plays I'm I'm leaning towards. I think I think the Chargers have to keep the ball in the air this week.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. The reason I think Scott was not scoring any points was because Miles Sanders was getting what carries they did have. And then they signed Jordan Howard who also scored two touchdowns last week and just left for <laughs> Gamewell was over there by himself. He's been the second string back all year. And he sees no time till the fourth quarter. I can't figure him out. Arden, <laughs> did, you, did you get messed up on that game last week like everybody
2: else? Yeah. I'm like, gee, if all of my lines got killed because I didn't have Boston Scott in. No, I just, I mean, and Jalen Hurst is always an attractive play as much as he runs with the ball and throws it. And he gets a lot of garbage time points, too, if the team's not winning. And today, I don't think the team will be winning. Today, I think this is a get-right game. I think the Chargers have a very good game today.
0: Yeah, that AFC West, man, it's up for grabs still, and I'm still not counting Kansas City out of it. No. They look bad, and they continue to look bad, and they kind of sneak a few wins, but it just seems like, you know, the Raiders are falling on hard times. Um, the Chargers haven't lived up to it, and Denver is just falling off the face of the earth for a while. So, you know, that, that division – i don't see anybody out of there going to the super bowl by any means although they may Uh, once you get to the playoffs it's all a different game but yeah that division it's up for grabs and chargers need to win really bad right now all right arizona san francisco at 325 today kyler murray and deandre hopkins questionable for this game haven't seen an update whether they play or not uh george kittle back for san francisco Arden, who you like in this game? Also, I think Jeff Wilson's been activated at running back. Uh, Elijah Mitchell looks like he may start this game, but uh, being questionable may not have all the carries. So how do you see this game going?
2: Well, yeah, I've heard uh, Mitchell will probably be on a limited workload even if he goes because of the rib injury and stuff. Uh, Everything I've heard said check back about an hour before kickoff to See, with him, and I've got him in our fantasy league, so I will be checking on that. Uh, I read that Kyler Murray and Hopkins are both game time decisions, so, you know, if they, you're going to have to wait till the last minute to draft a lineup or put them in there, and you might have to change it last minute, uh, I think, a lot of me wants to, you know, AJ Grant Brown's on the, or AJ Green's on the COVID list. So uh, I think Christian Kirk or Rondo Moore could be good plays this week at a cheaper price. But if Kyle Murray don't play, who's throwing
1: them the ball?
0: <laughs> good point. I would say, uh, Gio, do you have the answer to that?
1: I do have the answer to that. And you're not going to like the answer to that. Um, <laughs> So, I have read that, as of thirty minutes ago, the Arizona's uh, uh, front office and organization is not expecting him to suit up today. Um we'll have to see how that plays out. We'll have to watch how the how they announce it before game time. I don't think with that being said, that you can rely on on Murray in your lineups this week. Um so if I can't rely on Murray, that I'm definitely not going to have anybody pass catching from that outside of the football because I don't have any trust in Colt McCoy. Colt oh. McCoy would be the guy coming in to play backup quarterback for uh, Murray either. So I'll, I'll give the other guy too. It's either Colt McCoy or C Streverler. I'm going to go say it's McCoy. Yeah, me me too. Um, so I'm if I'm playing anybody from that game today or that side of the football today, uh, I think I'm going to go with Edmonds. Um, I, I think that if, if he Murray doesn't suit up um, and McCoy comes in, then they're going to rely heavily on uh, Edmonds and probably someone Connor as well. Um, yeah,
0: I, I like Connor a little bit over Edmonds just for the sheer fact he seems to be getting the touches around the end zone
1: and has scored
0: eight, nine touchdowns this year already.
1: And I, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, I, I I don't think you can you can play again. I, I I'm not trusting anybody from that side of the football. Uh, and would that be? I think I just may fade this entire game today. Um, I, I I may play some of of uh, Wilson. It's so Elijah Mitchell's questionable. I I don't know what his status is right now. Um, but I, uh There's just. There's not a lot to like in this game, guys. If if, Murray, if Murray's out, um, this being ugly, I don't know, Auburn A&M game, uh, it's, it's just not looking like it's going to be very much fun to watch. So, I'm, I'm probably fading this game for today. If you,
0: remember, if you remember earlier in the year, everybody played, and they had them all, and it was
1: 17-10. Right.
0: So, you know, it, it looks – to be an uglier game than that and we being said they will score 52 today and go over.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. And yeah. Colt McCoy will throw for 400 yards.
2: I think I like uh, Debo today. I didn't say that. I, I mean Debo's been he scored 16 something fancy points against them last time. If their Arizona's offense ain't moving the ball, he's going to get more plays. and stuff, so yeah, I like Debo a little bit today. Well, I
0: think I like – I'm not sure to put him in the lineup, but Kittle, I think, makes a big difference in that San Francisco lineup, and he just makes everybody better around him, and especially without Murray. I don't know if the line's changed already. Obviously, it probably will, but around, around that minus three mark, I really like San Fran to win today. All right, going on. 325 the last afternoon game with my new quarterback jordan love (laughs) green bay flies into kansas city to face the chiefs and patrick mahomes uh could be a shootout could be a 20 to 17 game i don't know geoff
1: so, Kansas City's been so bad lately. Um, I, I have to I have to think that they kind of get back on track today. Um, I, I say that every week, it seems like now. Uh, it seems like this is a get-right game, especially with Aaron Rodgers out. I, but it's not going to play out that way. Um, I, I do think it's a high-scoring game. Um, I think there's plenty to be had. I do, as far as backup quarterbacks, tend to trust Jordan Love. Um, we all know that Green Bay – Obviously, has coached up some very good backup quarterbacks that have gone on to to be great in this league. Um, so I have I have no problem with Jordan Love. I'm not scared to to play your your receiving cores uh, or your receiving guys over there. Devontae Adams, Lazard. Um, I'm I'm not going to play the tight ends at, at Green Bay for obvious reasons. They just don't get enough looks. It may change with Love, but I don't know that enough to put that out there and say that yeah go ahead and play him so I'm, I'm fading the tight ends um, I think you have to play Travis Kelsey this week I mean they Kansas City has to start moving the football they have to score uh, I think Travis Kelsey's the get right guy for him I think that he is he is a a athletic dude that that does nothing but catch footballs and and eat DBs for breakfast um, so, I, I think you have to, to play Travis Kelsey this week. I think he's their get-right guy. All right, Arden,
0: on Kansas City side, the running game, it's still been okay without Edwards Lair. Once again, going to be out today. We saw a guy, Gore, came in last week and surprised a lot of people. Would be a very, very inexpensive pickup today. But I still think Daryl Williams may be the guy on that running game. What do you see in this game?
2: I, I just can't figure out who Kansas City's going to play, so I'm not going to touch the running backs. I mean, some weeks they put McKinnon in more. Last week they brought Gore in more. Uh, I think this game could easily be a shootout. I, I agree with Geoff. And, I mean, I think in one of my lineups, I'm going to do a Packers stack with Jordan Love, at quarterback, for $4,400. And that's going to leave me a lot of money. To put a lot of talent out there on the field around him. I like the way you think. Uh you know, forty four hundred if he scores me 16, 17 fancy points. More, I'm more, 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 more. More, more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh he's and he's got one of the best receivers in the game to thought about too, Devontae Adams. And Oh, by I the did- way,
0: I have Devontae Adams on my team. That's why I picked up Jordan. <laughs> poor- <laughs> uh,
2: And I sort of, if if you want a cheap tight end, he's only twenty nine hundred dollars. Tanya's on on the hour. He's done for the year. I got no problem with playing a Mercedes Lewis. One touchdown, he's made his work for you.
0: Yeah, but one touchdown from Mercedes Lewis is, uh, I don't know, they are few and far between. I'm I'm not crazy about the pick, but
2: I agree, it could work out. I agree with G-Alpha as far as this feels like a Kelsey game. I mean, he hasn't had a good game in a couple of weeks. I think you got to have some Kelsey in your lineup. Uh, Green Bay's best cornerback is out hurt. So that makes Hill and Hardeman attractive. I mean, you're just picking the right pieces. It's hard to because Kansas City's got so many weapons, it's hard to pick the right pieces. But I think any of them are valuable plays. Kansas City right now is like
0: a jigsaw puzzle that you pull out of a box and hope the right pieces are upright where you
1: can see them. <laughs> Otherwise,
0: <laughs> you're just picking blind.
1: Yeah. I, I feel I feel like Kansas City is going to go back back to the basics of what got them going and what got them started and what made them such a potent offense. I think that in order to do that, they've got to start finding uh, uh, Kelsey and Hill. They go back to what they do. Um, and, and that opens right. up everything else.
0: I think this game will be a shootout. Uh, as you know, I gave you the option earlier, but I think on my side I think it's a shootout today. Before we leave this game, Geoff, I'm going to ask you to start this. How does the league deal with Aaron Rodgers now? We all know that he broke protocol with the COVID. Uh, he's not vaccinated. He used the word. He was immuni- immunized, and but he goes to press conferences, leak protocol says, if you're not vaccinated, you must wear a mask. He never wore a mask. One, one violation of that is like a fourteen fifteen thousand $15,000 fine. He did it over and over and over. The organization knew he was doing this, but since he's Aaron Rodgers, he seems to be above everything. Does the league crack down on him and the and the Packers? Uh,
1: I think I think they should. Um, what? Let me let me start this over. So I have I have no problem with people who need to get back va- or want to get vaccinated. People who don't want to get vaccinated. In this particular instance, this was not about being vaccinated or unvaccinated it was about him flat out lying. Uh, That's, that's the biggest aspect of it. Um, Had he flat out, had he come out and said he was not uh, vaccinated and wore the mask and, and did the thing you're supposed to do. um, Then there's no problem. If, if he got vaccinated and it was true, no problem. Um, But him lying and, and then skating by um, knowing what he was doing and knowing that he was breaking protocol, I've got a big problem with because if anybody else does that, um, that's not named, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or your big names that bring the money into the league, um, then they would they would crack down hard, suspend, fine, everything else. <coughs> uh, I, I think this being uh, a, a big money making name, um, a, a big money making team, a, a playoff race, bring him, you know, it's it's all monetary based, it's all money based. And its I don't think you're going to see the league do much of anything about it. Um, I think, too, that
0: the Packers seem to just let it go themselves because I don't think they wanted to rock the boat with Aaron Rodgers any more than what was done before the beginning of the season. I agree. And, and you know, they're overlooking everything as well. That's why I think the league may step in, not necessarily maybe on Aaron Rodgers, but I think they're going to hit the Packers. Arden, do you think – You got any opinion on this?
2: Well, I heard, and it's just rumor. listening to Sports Talk Radio stuff this week, I heard that the league is looking into it and what could possibly happen is uh, Aaron Rodgers could receive a big fine, but not be suspended in games. That way it don't mess with the playoffs or anything. And Green Bay could lose some draft picks yeah that's
0: a possibility and i've also read that kirk cousins also did the same thing in a media room without a mask on and he's unvaccinated so now they may have to go back and start looking at films if we're going to go back and say who did it who didn't you know i think the league has skated by right now and didn't want to press this issue because of the whole vaccination un you know vaccinated unvaccinated thing I could care less. I have I have no issue whichever way you wanted to go in life. But when there's protocols out there just for my job, your job, or an NFL job, I think you gotta go by those rules. And when you lie about it blatantly
1: and yeah. nothing's done,
0: I mean, why not keep doing?
1: It? And and, and my, my big thing on that, just from a personal standpoint, is if if I've gotta wear a mask at certain times, making the money that I make, then You making the money that you make, do what you're supposed to do. Don't make this any harder than it is. If you have to go to the sideline and put a mask on, go to the sideline and put a mask on. It's that easy. I
0: totally agree with that. I mean, if you're going to tell me I have to wear a mask to get on an airplane, guess what I'm going to do?
1: I wear a mask mask
0: to get on an airplane. Uh, You know, and if I don't, they're not going to let me on that plane. But it seems like the NFL just lets you do whatever you want to. So. I think this story is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and we're going to find out more people that may have should have should have been punished before now.
1: So we'll, we'll see
0: how that plays out. But I we'll definitely see enough.
1: we'll definitely see what precedent they set forward at this point in time, and we'll yeah, see. And what I it think means. the
0: precedent is is going to have to do one thing or the other. There's there can't be a gray area here. All right. What do we got left here? We got some night games. Uh, We've already done the Tennessee Rams game, which is Sunday night. We started out with that one. Monday night's the only game we got left. The hapless Bears offense goes into Pittsburgh with a pretty good defense. Uh, Pittsburgh seems like they may be getting a few things going here. Uh, Najee Harris has just been so steady all year as a rookie. Uh, Roethlisberger, I think he's on his last leg, but Can
2: can he pull them through and get them to the playoffs again? Arden? Well, I mean, this game here is a big game, in my opinion, for Pittsburgh to try and get to the playoffs. You can't let the hapless Bears come in and uh, do away with – get a win on you. That will hurt your playoff shots in a heartbeat. Uh, I sort of like uh, Deontay Johnson in this game. I think he could have a very big game. Uh, Not Nad- you brought up Najee Harris. I mean, he's just been doing everything out of that backfield. Uh, Bears play their kicker, maybe. Who else do you play off that team? Uh, but you know, <laughs> the, the tight end and his name is scheduled, and I can't find it. For, for, uh, he kind of tied it he caught a touchdown pass last week. He's Freer a he, Yeah. He would be a very good play, I think. He's look getting more targets each week, stepping up. Uh I think he's a good player. I'm gonna probably play Pittsburgh's defense in my lineup. I just don't believe the Bears can do anything against it. Justin Fields is gonna face a very strong pass rush. All right, G Alfred. Monday night
1: showdown? So, again, like Arden said, I'm I'm going to play Pittsburgh's defense. Um, I'm, as far as Chicago goes, I, I don't know what kind of disaster they're running over there right now. Um, it seems like a new disaster each week, so stay tuned if you like that kind of thing. Um, but it's... Yeah, their kicker, maybe for a, for a showdown lineup, you have to play somebody. Um, I, I don't I don't hate Allen Robinson this weekend. Um, I I think they have to go somewhere with the football. Somebody's got to catch something somewhere. Um, If you – let's see. I want to say I like Khalil Herbert from a – just a volume standpoint. I I think he'll get the ball. Uh, But Pittsburgh's defense has been so good. I think if they key in on that, then then if they can't run the football – They've got to throw it. They're not throwing it very well, anyways. I I, I hate all sides of Chicago. Um, I, I do like Deontay Johnson on Pittsburgh side, and like you said, Phil, uh, Najee's been just the the poster child of consistency. Um, so I think you have to have to stay with him too. But I I don't Cleveland or uh, Chicago side. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I think we much. all
0: agree on this. Everything every five of your six plays probably on the Pittsburgh side this week. Yeah. At least four. Yeah. All right. Well, we've wrapped up through uh, the NFL schedule for this week. Uh, a lot of topics out there other than off the field. Uh, one other thing that we didn't bring up, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I just wanted to touch on this for a minute. Uh, we talked about the Cleveland game, but how often does a grown man's father cost him a job?
1: At least this once. Um this this reminds me of uh, uh, what was dude's name? Uh, the the Ball brothers over in NBA, you know, LeVar Ball and, LeVar, and uh That 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 dude, he he's finally gotten out of the media, but he he caused so much strife for for his sons in the NBA. Um, and then OBJ's dad said, "Hold my beer and watch this," and then got his son fired. So um, I, I don't. It's something you shouldn't see. He never should have posted that, what he posted, talking about the the disconnect between him and Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah, it's 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 sad, but at the same time, I don't feel bad for OBJ because he's caused enough problems in locker rooms that he's been in. So, uh, I mean, he'll find a place somewhere because teams need uh, wide receivers. Well, you it know where he will be,
0: he'll find a place in New England because that's where people like he get
1: I agree. That is uh, the, the, the Bill Belichick uh, uh, hammer fist will come down on on that right there. And if you can't make it in New England, then you can't make it in football.
0: Well, he'll get one shot in New England, just like several people have. And, and Belichick will either – you'll either straighten up or you will hit the road. Arden, you got any thoughts on OBJ? Uh,
2: just he's – all his stuff has been negative the last few years in the media. So, I have no sympathy for him, and I – You know, grow up and go play football. You get paid to play a game. If you have a bad quarterback you, it happens. I totally agree. All right, guys,
0: we've we've gone a little over today, but I've had a good time, uh, over an hour and a half. Uh, Let's get some final thoughts. Arden, you got any thoughts you'd like to throw out for what's happened this week or anything coming up in the next week? Well, I've
2: got some breaking news here. Jordan Love out with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Arden. I'm just kidding, Phil. Just kidding. I know
0: you are, Arden. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you
2: oh know, there's be some NFL games that are going to make a difference come playoffs uh, next week. There's some big matchups in a uh, college coming up soon. Just we're about to be into the time time where you got to
0: win. So. Well, I think there I think there's several teams in that boat already. I mean, Nick Saban said in an interview yesterday, he said we've been in the playoffs for three weeks already.
1: So yep. I, I think once
0: you get to that point, yeah, it it's it's do or die. I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams in there with one loss, but if you have two, that's going to be an awfully tough road to get in that top floor. Yep. Geoff. anything from you? Last words?
1: Uh, we, we touched base pretty well in college. The only thing uh, uh, NFL-wise, um, if you're a fan of good football or a fan of, of divisional races, um, pay attention to the AFC West and AFC North. Those are going to be the most entertaining races moving forward uh, for the uh, playoff spots. Um, so we've got some pretty good games for those two divisions going today. So it, it's going to be fun to watch moving forward. Yeah,
0: I brought up the AFC West earlier. I also think that NFC West, man, uh, between uh, the Rams and Cardinals, although I think the Rams ultimately are going to come out of that division. And uh, with that defense, they're as Arden said earlier, they're going to make a run at the Super Bowl right now. And uh, this is their time. Yeah, but the
1: moves they've made, they're definitely making that run. They're going to try now. Yep.
0: All right, guys, had a great time. Uh Thanks everybody that has tuned in and will watch the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to that. For Victory Formation, I'm Phil Dye along with Geoff Al Miller and Arden Scroggins and we're going to call it a morning. Good luck with your fantasy on Sunday.